Welcome to another episode of Weekly. I am so excited today to be joined by my friend, Corey Sanders. Corey, hey. thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate, uh, appreciate the phone call and happy to help, man. Yeah, so I met you probably um, five years ago yeah. uh, through Tri-Cities Baptist mm-hmm. and through Impact and through... Well, at that time, I was in student ministry, yeah. which is weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like an interim student pastor at a church, and uh, yeah, so we got connected through that, and um, now you are... Why don't you tell people where, where you guys live now? Yeah, so about two years ago, we moved to Portland, Oregon to help plant Remedy City Church out here. Mm-hmm. And so um, I am the creative and student uh, pastor out here. So I can h- handle all the communications and then middle school, high school and college and all that good stuff. Okay. So yeah, so we moved out here a couple years ago and me and my wife and two kids and man, enjoying life. Right now it's a sunny day out here in Portland, so we don't... The rain is wow. gone. The hand of God is upon us. The favor is all over the place. Now, in, what's happened is it's raining here in oh, Tennessee. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you keep the rain. <laughs> keep it. So you've brought some, somehow we've shifted our paradigms and uh, now it's raining here. So, um, yeah, so so you live in Portland, which is mm-hmm. pretty crazy and cool. And um, you are with Remedy. So if you guys um, have not heard of Remedy City, you can check them out. What is, what's your website before we go any further? Yeah, Remedy, RemedyCityPDX.org. Yeah. Check us out there, all of our, all of our stuff on there. Remedy City PDX is our social media handle, so you can find us on all the social media platforms as well. And check us out. God's doing a lot of cool things in our community right now, and we've got a lot of uh, momentum going into 2018. and. We're really, uh, really hopeful for what this year is going to bring us. Yeah. So, so you're with Remedy, and um, several other people from Tri Cities Baptist have also gone out there, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah, like four other families. So, that have that have moved from Tennessee to Oregon. Yeah, that's a huge trek. Um, yeah. So, what what's been like? Uh, maybe just one of the biggest changes from living in East Tennessee in the mountains to now living like all the way across the country, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's, I mean, there's some similarities between landscape. I mean, basically in Portland, if you just remove all the evergreens, um, it, it reminds me a lot of, like a lot of the back roads we we drive out here remind me a lot of Tennessee back roads as well. Cool. Um, yeah, so, I mean, climate, the rain, the winter rain was a little difficult to adjust to as far as like weather. Um, the first winter here was really rough for me. Uh, man, it was rainy and gloomy all the time. It's why coffee is king here. I mean, everybody's on the coffee, coffee grind because you got to get something that kind of kicks you in the butt in the mornings. Um, this, this winter hasn't been bad at all though, which has been nice. Um, I think, uh, I think the biggest adjustment was just lifestyle. I mean, you're in a, I mean, we're in a city of like the number always changes, but it's either 2.3, 2.7 million people in the Portland metro area. And so, uh, the population size being so bit, so much bigger and, um, the way people, you know, there's people here that have never bought a house. They've rented homes their entire lives. They're, I mean, housing market is insane out here. Um, cost of living is triple of what it was in East Tennessee. And so kind of those little, little lifestyle yeah. things that have to change are probably the biggest. And I mean, I would say, I mean, half of our budget goes to rent. So uh, renting our little house that we have. So, um, but yeah, so that's probably the biggest adjustment. People wise, I mean, people are people. Everyone's got their things, no matter what city you're in. 
Um, here you just experience a lot more different opinions than what we experienced in, in East Tennessee. There's just, uh, I mean, it's, and it's just population size. I don't think it has anything to do with anything special. It's just, there's more people here. So you get that chance of more, uh, you know, more people with that have view life differently. And I mean, there's some, you know, there's some, there's some cuckoos here, uh, of course, cause it's Portland and it's, you know, hipster city, but, um, but there's, you know, there's some. People here are really nice, very, very kind, very chill. There's a lot of Pacific Islander people here. And so um, cool. it's kind of got this really, I mean, people cannot drive on the interstates. It's like 50, 55 degrees or 55 degrees, 55 miles an hour, uh, uh, 55 miles an hour on the interstates right now. And so it's like people, the the, the whole culture is very slow and mellow. And yeah, but people are very friendly, very kind, love to have conversations, especially on public transportation. I mean, you can get in a conversation with someone within seconds and have that whole conversation on the way going downtown. And yeah, really cool. So, um, yeah, that's great. So, so you're in contact with a lot of people that maybe, you know, density wise, maybe we didn't have in like gray. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's cool. So, so what, you know, obviously, um, coffee is a big deal in Portland. So do you have like a favorite, I love coffee. So like what's, oh, yeah. what's kind of some of your favorite places? Well, a lot of people are, I'm a, I'm a huge Stumptown guy, which is okay. basically like yeah. a lot of people heard of Stumptown in the, but a lot of Portlanders have rejected Stumptown because they sold out. They went big. So they got, yeah. they, they went big business, are putting uh, locations all over the place. So you guys can actually get Stumptown where you're, where you're at in Tennessee, which is super cool. So yeah. I think if you haven't had Stumptown, you got to go get Stumptown. It is key. Um, but then we have a place called Barista that is phenomenal. Uh, Heart Coffee, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, there's a place on the uh, east side of town called Good Coffee Company, and they should change their name to Great Coffee Company because it's incredible. <laughs> it, it is great. And so it's um, a very descriptive name. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, but yeah, there's I mean, there's literally coffee shops all over the place. I sure. mean, it is. And so we go there's a one really close to our house called Insomnia Coffee Company that we go to all the time as well. It's kind of our uh, headquarters as remedy. We don't have office space. Um, being a church plant. So we office out of Insomnia Coffee Company. So yeah. we know those people pretty well. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, obviously, you said space is expensive and limited and you guys don't have mm. an office. So what what is, um, you know, as you guys are, are in the community, connecting with people, um, sharing the good news about Jesus, like how are you kind of intersecting all that together um, with your faith and with technology and, and working? Like how how does that work for you guys? Yeah, it's I mean it's been I mean it's been difficult for sure especially coming from Tri-Cities where I was at had the office space and you know kind of had the um the headquarters at you know the kind of hub that we could all work out of and here it's 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 nice and difficult so it's really cool to always be around the the city always be around the community mm-hmm. um get to meet people. I mean, there's certain, there's Starbucks here that have, you know, the mayors and the public officials go hang out at. So you can even, you can rub shoulders with a lot of the local city government, which is really, really cool. Um, and then you just meet, you know, everyday teachers and principals and all those things at these coffee shops, which is super cool. So brushing shoulders with that's awesome. But the difficult part about it is, is actually trying to get work done. So, um, and if you're a guy like me that would rather talk to people than work, then it makes it even more difficult. So (laughs) I will always default to the, uh, um, to the having a conversation than rather sending an email. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think especially technology, I think I've stepped into the creative role out here. Um, it wasn't something I planned on doing in Tennessee. I kind of did a little bit of graphic design for, uh, Tri-Cities, uh, Dustin Nelson kind of was the guy out there and, 
Um, so he let me do a couple things and helped him out with some things. And so we were always kind of collaborating and I did some things for student ministry, which is, which was fun. But when we moved out here, I didn't really plan on using design at all, except for a little bit with remedy here and there, what was needed. But I've kind of, I mean, that's, you know, my job now is a lot of the creative side, which is super cool. So finding a lot of purpose in it, I think it's a, it's a really big passion of mine. And, uh, so, I mean, just trying to uh, engage, especially social media. I mean, social media is such a huge beast right now. And it's kind of one of those things, especially social media marketing, that not a lot of people understand it. Um, and so, and then Facebook changes their algorithm, algorithm every single month, yeah. it seems like. So, yeah. um, but it's, it's fun. It's kind of being, it's kind of fun being on that front edge of um, culture and trying to figure it out and be a part of where, you know, 90% of people are spending their time is, you know, on social media and online. And so trying to connect to that audience, I think is super cool. And, and as far as, I mean, I get to, I get to partner with, you know, that with student ministry as well and get to engage with uh, middle school, high school and college students on a very creative aspect, especially in a place where we don't have um, a hub to meet at. We got to get pretty creative with what we post online and where we post in our website. And so I'll, sure. I would say probably, you know, anywhere from 60 to 70 percent of all of our uh, ministry discipleship material is posted out on the Web. Um, last summer, we were kicked out of our school for the uh, for the months of July and August. So we didn't have a place to gather on a Sunday morning. And so we went back to our um, homes that we have our city groups in, which is our small groups. And uh, we just posted, we had it, we shot uh, sermon videos and was able to post those on YouTube and uh, get those out to people that were even, you know, we have one lady that was in Africa at the time and she was able to kind of tune in and watch it. So um, it was cool to kind of connect everybody across the, across the world, quite literally just using, um, you know, just a camera and, and the internet, which was pretty sweet. So, um, but yeah, I think the creative stuff is something I've stepped into this, you know, just the past couple of years and really, really kind of still figuring it out. I got a good team of guys around me. I mean, I got Chad with me, you know, even that's today right. helping with the audio. And so I am, uh, I'm just a man that surrounds himself with people that are better than he is at stuff and, uh, just loves to figure it out. And I enjoy it. I think it's a cool, it's a cool, I was talking with this yesterday, uh, with a guy too. I think the cool thing about creative, the creative community is, um, and just creative jobs is that there's collaboration is always always at the like up front of people's minds. I think that's just so cool. I mean, there's not a you know every designer. I mean, you you'll reach you'll always find that one designer that's kind of the snobby that doesn't want any help. But for the most part, yeah. I find out my at least in my experience, most designers and um, creative directors are all about collaboration, which I really really enjoy because if it's a guy like me that did, I studied psychology in college, uh, ETSU, go Bucks. Uh, I, I did not know a lot about the design world, and so a lot of my knowledge and my experience has been collaborating with people that just know more than I do. And so I've, I've benefited from that whole aspect of the creative world very much. Yeah. So I, you know, I stepped into kind of a new role about eight months ago, coming on to Highlands to do online ministry to be their online mm-hmm. director and lead their web campus and lead all of sort of our digital efforts. And I've experienced kind of a similar thing with, with that community of, um, you know, sort of creative IT type people and, and creative marketing people that, um, yeah, it's just so open. And so I emailed, uh, you know, guys like Jay Cranda, who's at Saddleback, who runs like mm. thousands of, of online small groups. And yeah. he's like, yeah, man, give me a call, you know, and now uh, he mm, and another cool. guy who's been on this podcast, we have a video cast once a month together now where we mm, talk about cool. uh, church online stuff, you know, so it's I, I do love that about the um, sort of creative community. 
of people that are, especially for like the global, you know, church, mm-hmm. um, not just, Hey, you know, this is my thing. So leave it alone. But there really is this idea that, you know, we're better when we're together, when we're trying things, when we're sharing and, and, mm-hmm, and yeah. really can, you know, can give away what we do. So, Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that's just so huge as far not even just in the creative community. I think it's always, it's funny when we say the word creative, it's almost become a noun now yeah. that you're, you are a creative and, you know, I think that creativity is something that's like hardwired in every single person, whether you're an accountant or an artist, you know, sure. I think that it's something that you just got to be, you know, creative with how you create. And with an accountant, it looks a lot differently than what you do with a, you know, a, you know, a clay sculpture, you know, but I think every person has the um, capacity to be creative in some aspect in their lives. It just may look a little different than each other, but um, I just, that's, that's one of the things I'm very passionate about is trying to help people figure out how they can be creative in their workplaces and then how can they use their workplaces to really advance the kingdom of God. Cause I mean, that's something we're passionate about out here at Remedy is how can we engage the marketplace and something that we believe that's going to overtake the nation here in the next 10, 15 years is church planning is going to be on the f- forefront of in the marketplace. And so you're going to need guys that can work jobs, start businesses, um, and use their businesses to help advance the kingdom of God in their city. And so, um, the better we can help people realize that they need to be creative and God's hardwired them to be creative in their job. I think one of the best examples of that, that we see out here at Remedy, we have this guy named Chandler who moved out here. He was a, he's a CFO. And so he's a finance guy, works numbers. Um, and he, you know, he's helping church planners with their books, helping them get, you know, helping everything be legal and everything be fine tuned. And he's meeting with church planners every single week, helping them with their taxes and all these ins and outs. And he's using his gifting and his passion very creatively in a numbers world to help other churches get started and get more secure so they can have, they can last longer. Yeah. So I think that's just a really practical way of, man, how can you use your, you know, your talents that you have, your passions and your abilities that God has given you, man, how can you use those to help advance churches across, across America? Yeah. You know, that, that's a, that's an important shift, I think, in, in church and in life. And as, as the world becomes smaller and bigger at the same time that, you know, opportunities in the next 10 to 15 years, I'm with you are are just going to be like explosive Mm -hmm, if you have the tools and the information and the time that it takes to get into those things. Mm -hmm, And so I, I love the idea of, you know, training up new people about raising up leadership, not just in like churchy things, (laughs) but in life, in life things, right? Like I'm not good at doing bookkeeping. Um, I'm not good at doing like even my taxes, you know, like I probably need help doing all that. I'm not good at Excel, um, but (laughs) I can, you know, work in premiere or final cut or whatever, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone has a place where they can really um, make a great impact. And Mm -hmm. by being um, proficient in those things by having the skills that you need, you can, you can impact more people. And so, um, I love the idea of, of being sort of, you know, a missionary where you're at, of being mm-hmm. someone who carries the gospel with you, um, wherever you are, like where, mm-hmm. where you're doing that, what you're doing is where you're supposed to be. Yeah, for sure. I think there's so much purpose in that. And I think we overlook it, and especially in my generation. I think we always look to, it's hard for us to get older. I mean, I think if you were yeah. born, if you're a nineties kid, shout out to all the nineties kids, uh, I think we grew up with this idea of what being an adult looked like, and it's not really matching up in our minds. And so 
Um, and so we went to college to try to find our purpose, which college is a terrible place to find your purpose because that's not the purpose of why college <laughs> unless is there. Unless your purpose is like to yeah. go in debt. <laughs> yeah, unless, yeah, unless you're just going to go take a lot of money and take a bunch of classes. And um, Yeah, I think we you know, went to college to try to find our purpose. And so we wasted years in there. And so now we're here just going back and forth. And, you know, I think that yeah. there is a... You know, I think there's a huge call to, especially my generation, to man see where we're at, see what where God has placed us, and really grow there. And um, faithfulness over time matters; it just does. And um, mm. I think that is That's a good. leadership, you know, principle. It is a biblical principle. It is a life principle that we should all live by. That man, that you, I can't remember who said it, but it's like man, we always underestimate what we can do in ten years. You know, um, mm-hmm. that man that over time you can accomplish a lot of things, and so. I think plugging in and seeing where you're at is a God-ordained providential opportunity and, man, to utilize those opportunities in whatever way you can, and especially in the creative world because we live in such a, man, it's a, we've, it's a, the massive, it's a huge communication shift that we've ever seen. I mean, for the first time in our lives, man, you can have things like this, talk over from Oregon to Tennessee and you know, a matter of seconds and have these conversations and post content that goes worldwide. And, um, man, we've never been at this place at all in history before. And so it's an exciting thing to be, especially in the roles that we have, because man, it's, it's, it's really cool to be on that frontier and try to blaze the trails and see what connects with people and do things that that have never been done before. And, and, uh, and so I think that's exciting stuff. And I think we have to start seeing it through a lens of, Man, owning the mission where we're at and owning it for ourselves and not waiting for, and that's another thing for my generation, not waiting for an opportunity to be handed to you, but going out and taking an opportunity and seizing it and going to go grab it and do everything you can for it. So, yeah, that's such, that's such a huge thing. And I'm, I'm right there with you in that, like, you know, oh man, you know, like this one one day it's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) But it's like, no, it's going to happen that that day, that opportunity, that thing that, you know propels you to the next level comes from like all this work that you don't see. Um, and it's, it's the blessing and the curse of, of social media and Instagram and all that is like, if all you see is the highlight reel, Mm -hmm, you don't see all the hard work that goes into making that really actually successful. So when a big opportunity comes, when, you know, when God opens that door and you can do it, you're ready Mm -hmm. to say yes, instead of like, Oh, I'm pretty sure I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I just yeah. had some time. And so, you know, for me, I mean, honestly, that's the whole thing with this podcast is like um uh, I had an idea and why shouldn't I do it, right? Like Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I could, why not, man? I can pitch it to people who are bigger and smarter than me and have more money, but like I have yeah literally the ability to do it. Um, so I can, <laughs> yeah, why not? Dude? That's super cool. Exactly. Yeah. So like, why not? You know, and, and who knows where this will go? I have no idea. Yeah, dude. And I would just encourage you too, man. I think, man, even if I look over our past five years of friendship, dude, I think you've always been in that, that mode of seizing opportunities and taking them and really stepping into those moments. And so I would just commend you, dude. I think, man, I, I think you're, you're blazing the trail for me. And so every step that you take forward, you're helping a guy like me follow, follow your footsteps a little bit behind you. And so even just, you know, what you're posting online, I mean, I follow you on social media and I think you're really doing a good job with it and your presence is really known. And so, man, I just thank you from a creative guy in Portland, Oregon, dude. Yeah. Thank you for what you're doing there in, 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 uh, Tennessee and, uh, Abingdon, Virginia, and That's right. wherever wherever you're at right now, and uh, man, oh, I appreciate I appreciate you, you from a creative to creative. Yeah. Use it in a noun sense. Uh, I appreciate what you're doing, dude. Yeah. Keep it up. Well, thank you. I really do appreciate that. Um, you know, so okay, so we're talking about creating things and about this year. Like, what what are you excited about? It can be personal, it can be professional, it can be whatever. What's 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 exciting you in the next kind of you know six months to a year of time? 
Yeah. So at the end of last year, um, I we me and me and Chad, this other guy Michael Hawks, that's on our creative team. He's super good, man. Bringing him in, helping us out with photography. The guy, the guy gets lighting, mm. and so all those in the creative world, if you can get lighting, you're already yeah. ahead of the game. And the dude's got a great eye for it. And I suck at lighting. I'm a, I, I can ask questions on a video, but don't ask me to light it because it's terrible. And so every time he's not there, it's, it's pathetic. So, but so Michael kind of came on our team uh, last year. And so we got Chad, you know, helping us with audio. So we sound better, but we, we start having all these opportunities to help other people in our community. Yeah. So we were having churches, other churches ask us for some help with, with their creative stuff. We've had other businesses help us or ask us to come in and do some things for them. And so it's kind of in November, we were looking at man, is this something we should pursue? And finally, I was just kind of like, that's what you're saying. Like, well, we can do it. Let's, I mean, I'm tired of waiting for the opportunity to come. So let's just go for it. Yeah. And I, I remember I was looking at Michael and I was like, dude, if we get a thousand dollars, you know, like by next year, it's a thousand more dollars. It's not even for money because we used to enjoy <laughs> right. it, but it's like, man, if we get a thousand bucks by next year, it's a thousand more than we had this year. And so let's just try it and pursue it and see what happens. And, yeah. and, um, kind of be tent makers, use our jobs to get in the community. And like right now, because in, in Portland, man, we, we get a lot of hostility because we're a church. And so when we when they see church on our name, where a lot of people don't let us in, a lot of the schools don't allow us to come in. Sure. But we found a lot of favor being a creative company. So we started mm-hmm. our own little creative company, um, graphic design, web design, video work, photo work, all the all the good stuff of multimedia companies. And um, so we kind of started and found favor this year. And, you know, we're already where our goal was at now in two months in. And so mm-hmm. we're wow. blazing the trail. Just picked up two local businesses locally that want to do us to do a major video um a commercial for them and you know we just kind of stepped into it and we're seeing a lot of favor from god and a lot of favor from the community in it which is super cool to see and so you know picked up one of the biggest high schools in our area in the all of oregon it's like the third largest high school and so been accepted into there doing some website stuff for them and talking with the principal and a lot of the uh, district people which is super cool and so man that so we found a lot of just a lot of favor in those in those circles. So I'm super excited for that. Super excited to kind of step into some of these things and um, see what happens. And I always said that, man, I would much rather go for it and then be like 55 and look back and wish I would have went for it. You know, mm-hmm. I'd much rather try it this year. And if it just is one year and it was a good year of creating things and it it was fun and we got you know we got to get into a couple of high schools and some local businesses, but it only lasted a year. Then it was a good year and we learned a lot. Even even after two months, we've already, I think, learned an incredible amount of just the yeah. way businesses work and relationships and networking and just a lot of good life skills, too. And so um, so I'm super excited for that this year and to see where God takes us. And because we're still we're still grinding, still trying to get m- more people and more clients, if you will. And really, it's out of a heart of just networking, trying to meet people in our yeah. in our city and our community and trying to seek the good of our city and help and help whatever that way that looks. And so super excited for that. And then, and then just church stuff too. I mean, we're just, Remedy's at a good spot right now. We've got a lot of momentum and we're looking for a building right now to buy for office space and multi, 
you know, co uh, office sharing space and kind of turn it into a building that we can use Monday through Saturday and then Sunday morning meet it in it as well. And so there's just a lot of exciting opportunities to be in Portland, Oregon, Oregon right now. And the summer is coming. And when the sun comes out, everyone's like best moods come out because our vitamin D levels <laughs> are at an right. all time high. You got that and, sad going on. Oh <laughs> man. It's like the sun comes out and people just t- change personality types. And so, um, so summer's coming and there's just going to be a, a real push this summer for um, just a lot of new relationships and connections. And I'm just excited to see, I'm just seeing for the first time how my job, how my passion, how my talents and um, being a Jesus follower walk hand in hand. I think many times still I compartmentalize it, although I preach against it. I preach against, you know, put them in boxes, but I still think I do it in a lot of ways. And I'm seeing for the first time how I can help advance the kingdom of God and run this creative company as well. And so yeah. man, I'm just excited to see what the year brings. I think there's a lot, lot of, lot's going to happen. And so just excited to have a seat on the bus and see where it takes me. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I, I think that idea is, is, is really just like exactly what I want this podcast to be about and what I think mm. that I want my life to be about. And what I want to encourage other people is that, um, the things that you do, the life that you live, the faith that you have, like to the technology that you use to do that, like, let's just put all that together yeah. <laughs> and not yeah. be like, Oh, I'm this thing on the weekends and I'm this thing sometimes. And I'm this person at home. Like just be who you are. Yeah. Um, and, I, and that's yeah. the, and that's the freedom that Jesus brings, you know, not to go full pastor on the podcast here, but okay. I mean, I think that's the, when you know whom the sun sets free is free indeed what Mm -hmm. jesus brings freedom and the freedom he wants you to have is freedom from your job freedom from this daily grind of man you just you you just so happen to work at a church you just so happen to work at a you know chemical company you just so happen to work at a machine shop or you're just so happen to be a teacher that's not who you are it's just that's just the job you work for right now and your identity is held completely in your your relationship with god your relationship with jesus and out of that relationship you're free to do these other things and use your gifts skills and abilities and your money to to help advance the kingdom, help spread joy and hope in this message of and truth of, of who Jesus is to people. And you're free to do that. And that's the freedom that really is that you don't have to be so worried about what your, you know, what your future of your job is, or this, even this idea of like my purpose, you know, yeah. because your purpose is held completely in who Jesus is. So out of yeah. that, man, there's complete freedom to do whatever you want to do, do whatever you feel called to do, whatever opportunities come in your way. Um, and that's the freedom. That's, that's the true freedom that people, that Jesus really wants people, his people to have. Yeah. I think so many people confuse purpose with identity, mm-hmm. right? Oh, for sure. So, yeah. you know, yeah. so their identity is tied up in their purpose and mm-hmm. in, in what they produce and yep. not who they are as accepted and loved. And yeah. so I'm only as good as my next sale. I'm only as good as my next, you know, thing that I produce. And, and especially if you're in the creative world, like that can be so draining. Oh um, yeah. You knock is. a project out of the park and then you, and then you, you blow it and you're a failure. Yeah. Well, that, yeah <laughs> and that's the, that is the creative cycle that I think yeah. a lot of us, I, I, I do it as a pastor and I'm like creating a sermon or a sure. message or a talk. And then it has the same thing with my graphic design work. It's like, I'll make a, I'll make a logo or something or edit a video. And it's like the best video of all time. The client's <laughs> yeah. going to freaking love it. It's going to be the best thing in the world. They're going to cry when they see it. 
Right. And then like the night before I send it to them, I'm like, oh, this is the t- worst thing in the world. I yeah. shouldn't even be a designer. I shouldn't call myself this. And then I wake up the next morning, I'm like, well, it's all I have. Like, I have to send it to them. And this will probably work. <laughs> yeah, this will probably work. And that's just the that's just the cycle that I think every person goes through. Is yeah. that man, you just gotta, you know. But yeah, I think you got you have you can't live out of this. You can't live out outside. You can't live out of your purpose. You got to live out of your identity and who you are. Because yeah. if as and as a Jesus follower, man, if I am His, then I then I have a purpose. But mm-hmm. I don't have a purpose because I'm His. I'm His. I'm His. Therefore, I have a purpose. I'm free to yeah. to do things and free to create because He's a creator, and I can image that of who He is. And that's the one that my buddy Michael says that he says that it's one of the first things you learn about God in the Bible is that He's a creator. And so. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most freeing thing to go out here and start doing things with your hands and create things. And, but it's all out of who you are in him and letting that be the freedom that you live out of. And that is the, that is the exciting thing. And that's what the, the abundant life that, you know, that Jesus comes to give, that's what he's referring to. It's, it's not this eight to five grind of just getting through it, getting home and getting the kids put in bed and trying to make sure your spouse is happy and, yeah. Just getting through it, man. That God wants Jesus wants you to have an abundant, extraordinary life in the kingdom of God, and that comes from finding this freedom that He wants for you in all the aspects of your life. And I think as a as a group of people across the world, we're just very bad at being very self aware and introspective and asking mm-hmm. ourselves things. I think we've memorized the gospel, we've memorized the fine truths of Scripture, yeah. but the application part of it is very lacking and. Uh, asking someone, how can you apply the truth of gospel to being a dad, to being an engineer, to being a teacher, to be a lawyer? Yeah. Uh, I don't think we know how to do it very well. And it's something I'm really just now discovering for myself for the first time. But man, this is this affects everything of me, like everything I have, every part of me. And then out of that comes this abundant, extraordinary, exciting, adventure-filled life that Jesus wants us to have. Um, but it comes with walking with God, learning who he is, and then applying that to our own hearts. And it's hard. It's messy. It sounds really sexy right now as I'm saying it, as pastors say it. <laughs> yeah. But when you start being careful, is, yeah, yeah, be careful to pray that because you start praying it and you'll start, you'll come face to face with some things in your heart and your life yeah. that are very messy and very dark. Things that you don't even, that you didn't realize that you felt or things that you didn't even realize that you thought and you're not going to want to deal with it because it is a place of your heart and your soul that you haven't touched your entire life. And so mm-hmm. it sounds really pretty when we say it out loud, but then you start walking in it, yeah. oh, it gets messy really quick. Yeah. Um, but there's always grace, and, and that's the beauty of the gospel, it's the beauty of Jesus, that he promises to walk with you through it. He's, that, he's not on the other side waiting for you to fix it yourself, but he's walking with you yeah. every step of the way, and he comes out on the other side with you. And that's the extraordinary abundant life we want people to realize and, and, come, and come to grips with. Yeah. Man, that's great. Um, I'm so excited for you guys. It's been cool to follow your story over the last few years and watch um, and see what God's done with Remedy City and and all the connections and, and people, more people moving to Portland yeah. and we got yeah, people man. moving to Denver and all this, you know, all this yeah. stuff. And it's really yeah, don't cool Don't go to, to Denver. See. Come to Portland. Denver, Denver's not as cool <laughs> that's as Portland. Right. Yeah, don't. <laughs> That's right. We'll, we'll have those Denver people on another podcast. There we we can talk about that. Yeah, there time. You go. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll put some links in the show notes for Remedy City and all your guys website, Twitter handle, all that kind of stuff. Um, is there a place where people can see any of your creative stuff? Or is that yeah, kind we'll of under wraps we'll, yet? Yeah, so we are. We actually are in the process of putting up a complete full website okay. portfolio thing. We I had one personally at the end of last year, but I'm taking it down to kind of make it more of a kind of 
all-encompassing website type deal. So it'll be coming out here in the next month or so. You can just follow Remedy uh, City right now, and you can follow me on Twitter. We post little things here and there about what we're doing. And so, but yeah, here in the next month, it will have a full, full full-fledged website up and running where you can see all of our, all of our stuff we're doing. And uh, yeah, really excited about it. And man, James, thank you so much, dude. This is a really cool, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. So like I said, keep doing it and uh, keep leading the way, my man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, for being on weekly. Um, This is Portland, Oregon. And so uh, you'll have to check back next week to see uh, who we have. And we're just making our way through the States. And um, so thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, Be sure to follow Remedy. Be sure to follow Corey. And um, I will see you next week right here on Weekly. 